Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline, a show hosted by a girl who I just found out doesn't use voice to text on her phone because she doesn't want it listening to her. <laughs> Are you you're blowing up my spot like immediately? You just you just outing me? Yeah. I told you it's not it's not my fault. I don't know why I do it. I don't I just don't want voice to text and I I feel like it's going to do the wrong I feel like if I press it at the wrong time if I don't have the microphone disabled I'm basically just going to text someone on accident me talking about something bad or me talking oh. to out loud to myself. I see. That's a valid concern. I think that's probably happened to a lot of people. Okay. Can I do some morning announcements really quick if anyone's still listening? Bong bong bong. <laughs> We have another podcast that my mom, Joni, thinks we have not promoted enough on this show. <laughs> and Joni, even though she didn't know what dark chocolate was, oh she gives really good advice. So she I does. think that we should promote our second podcast, A Date with the Bake. The first episode showed up on your feed, but the rest of the episodes, there are now five. There will soon be six. Mm -hmm. You have to there subscribe. There will be six by the time this is out. Yes, you have to subscribe to it on your podcast platform. We're now on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So uh, check out A Date with the Bake. We're talking about Great British Bake Off, and it's really fun. It is really. So. The show is really good. Oh, but also, yeah. please know, if you haven't watched The Great British Baking Show on Netflix, you need to be watching season seven because we do not recap. We only no. discuss in that show. Watch so just a first. heads up. It's a little bit different than this one. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to be in New York next week on the 16th, taping a very special Dateline project. Oh, my goodness. Sort of the untitled Dateline project. Oh, my goodness. And it's in front of a live studio audience. And our listeners, if they um, go to our social media, we have the link to where to go and put in the notes section that you're a fan of a date with Dateline and you get priority seating. So oh if there's goodness. overflow, like you get in. It's really exciting. So go to our social media posts and uh, on the 16th, it's going to be really fun. Yes, please come. We'll need support because um, it's exciting slash terrifying. So just yeah. just come and support because we'll need smiling faces in I'm the audience. I'm sweats so oh, bad. Yeah. I'm, I, I already told, I told, was telling Kimberly and I were speaking about this before we started recording and my hands just instantly started sweating the minute we started talking about my teeth are going to start hurting. The you know actual, how they get nerve? Yeah. I get nerve yes. teeth pain oh, when gosh. I get nervous. I don't know why, yeah. but it always happens. We're in, tr so, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> we're having, having, I'm not going to be able to talk. You're going to be all sweaty. It's gonna oh, be, It'll be fun, though. If you want to see this, definitely try to get, try to come. <laughs> all right. Press so, on. Where are we? We are talking part two, duh, of The Thing About Pam an episode so great in magnitude that also encompassed four other Dateline episodes and a podcast that we had to cover it in two weeks because my notes were just way too long. So this originally aired 9-27-19, episode one of season 28, the season opener. And a lot of you want us to do the episode they just did last week's episode two of the new season. I don't know if we're going to do it. It's really sad because of the children, but there's Aww. also the most creepy stepfather that ever existed. Not stepfather, father-in-law. Like, really? the cre literally the creepiest on record. Oh, boy. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And Josh's interview. It's 
So good. Keith asked him, like, why were you guys soulmates? Like, you, why, tell us about her, your relationship with her. He's like, well, I loved her. We were both um, fiscally responsible. And what? we both tried to ha have cleanliness. And <laughs> what? Wait, He's why so are we covering? Awkward. Why are we covering this episode? What's cleanliness have to? What does that have Nothing. to do with it? What is that? That's why that. Why we... you knew you were soulmates? Because you both like to wipe the table off when it had crumbs on it. What are you talking about? It's crazy. It's a, and that's not even the craziest part of the episode. This this father in law is the craziest thing you've ever seen. So we're gonna we're gonna cover that one. I don't know. It's really sad. If you don't know the story, it's Susan Powell, and it's has the most tragic ending. So Oh, maybe not. Okay. I don't know if we can do it. Yeah. But people have asked, so I wanted to address it. We okay. work we might. I don't know. Katie'll watch it, see what she thinks. Okay. I'm I'm a pretty good gauge of too sad. Yeah. sad. Okay. So in this episode, it starts with Pam being you will not understand what's happening if you didn't listen to our first episode, by the way. So go back and make sure you listen to our first episode. Yeah. So Pam has been taken to court by Betsy's daughters because she never gave them the money. And she is prancing into court with a smile, with her, she has a huge smile on her face. She's waving at the reporters like she's a celebrity. She has her babes with coffee in her hand. She is like a red carpet at the premiere of What's Up with Pam, the sequel. <laughs> She's it's the premiere. It's the day of the show, y'all. And she is <laughs> she is walking on air. She's walking on sunshine. So we have the trial. They are suing her. And on the stand, Pam is being grilled and she doesn't like being questioned. So she really uses her words here. Her main word being whoa. Is this on the stand that that's happening or is this in a room? No, it was on the stand. Yes. She's in a box. Yeah. She's talking like that. But that's on like stand. a real courthouse? Yes. Mm. Next to a judge. She is in. So how, do you want to do it? How do you do In my head, it's a deliberation room. Okay. Yeah, we can reenact it. Okay. So he says, like, well, why didn't you something? And whoa. she's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Whoa. Whoa. And some of them are connected, like it's almost melodic, like she's doing a phone number, you know, bum, 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 like some of them are in yeah, threes and yeah. some of them are not. Um, so I don't know if she practiced that or not, but she just says, whoa, so many more times than is necessary. Yeah. Just one is all you need. Yeah, one's good. Just we got it. one gets your attention in a yeah. courtroom. She did 18. So... She admits that she lied about the money, Betsy's money, to anyone who bugged her about it. She just that fully is, admits that. Well, and what? who did you lie to about the money? Anybody that bugged me about it. Like, she is <laughs> so, it's like toddler, <laughs> yeah. uh, a toddler angst. Yeah. With a what strong What is like her psychology? Jaw. Is she like have some sort of arrested development? Or is she a narcissistic personality? Yeah, she just doesn't like not being in control. Mm. So she's very upset that she's she doesn't think it's fair. I guarantee you right. that she has to go through this and answer no. all these questions. It's her money. She can do what she wants with it. Well, you did say that you promised yeah. this 150000 to the girls. Yeah. 
And she also thinks she's smarter than everyone else in the room. Which everyone is not. does. Everyone always does. They always think that. They always think. Yeah. So should smart. I add that to the bingo cards? Yes. I'm Did smarter I? than you. I might yeah. have already added it. Criminals admit that they're smarter than cops. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um. So if so, even her lawyer, when he's doing his closing argument, says, "I'm not going to say she's a credible witness. She's not." <laughs> it's almost like saying, "I'm not going to say she's a likable person. She's, she's obviously not. a total b-word. She's terrible." She's terrible. She's a leaky trash bag of a person. I'm trying to get that going. You think that's ever going to catch on? Leaky trash bag? Well, it's the first time I've heard you say it. So I think you might have to bump up your saying it. Saying it more? Yeah. Uh, So she, but you know, that's what she is. That's just the grossest thing I can think of. It's like a leaky trash bag. It is really gross. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So the daughters lose this case, though. How? Which is so sad. No, how do they Because there's nothing in writing from Betsy that she wanted Pam to give them the money. The only thing they have is that Pam had told the police that, that that was the reason she was signing the money, her life insurance over to Pam. So Pam has put it on record, but that's still Pam's hearsay of what Becky Betsy wanted because it's not in the life insurance. Pam is smirking so much in court. This whole episode should be called... Pam is smiling and it made me angry. Yeah. She's like the new Joker. She should have gotten the role in the new Joker movie. It's really weird. She can't stop. It's really weird. It is really weird. Maybe it's just her face. It's like the opposite of resting bee face is like always smiling smirk. It's very (gasps) smug. It's very smug. Yeah. (laughs) Always smiling smirk. Right. (laughs) Um, She's very smug. She's so smug. And that's a really bad trait. That's like it's probably the- one of the top three most annoying traits is yes. smudg- smudgeness. Yes, smudginess. And there's our smudgeness. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have our smudgeness. What is that from? Oh, that's Michael Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it's um, Jim and Dwight get bad performance reviews because, and Kelly faked them. Yeah. It says he is arrogant and smudge. And he goes, <laughs> I think you mean smug. And, and there's goes- our smudgeness. <laughs> So Pam is happy again after court and she's walking past the cameras and she spots the Dateline cameras and she says, say hi to Kathy. But it's um, it's Midwestern. So it's like, say hi to Kathy. Kathy. Now, she doesn't mean Kathy, the woman who will call the cops on you if you're passing out flyers looking for your missing daughter. Ah different Kathy. This is a nice Kathy, Kathy Singer, a producer of Dateline that she's saying hi to. And this becomes very important. So then Dateline says it's the new year, new Pam. Um, She's she's going by Blam now. She's she's Sham. Pam, Blam, thank you, ma'am. Sham. Sham, Blam, Pam. Shazam. It's the new movie starring Shaquille O'Neal and Pam. And it's called Shazam. So Shaquille O'Neal is in space. Space Pam. Space Pam. (laughs) So Pam makes a 911 call. This is now in 2016. And the 911 call. How many years later is this? Just out of curiosity. Is it like three years later? It's several years, right? Yeah, because Betsy died in 2011. Oh, 11. Okay. 12 was the um, trial, so probably 11. You're right. Okay. It was like Christmas of 2011, I think. Hmm. Okay. Or maybe it was even earlier. 
I gotta look. I don't even know. Okay. So go back to our last episode. <laughs> I'm sure we said it in there. Yeah, so, I just don't. I'm just wondering because this whole thing that happens now, it seems just late. I'm like, wh- why? Right. Let it go already. Like, like yeah. it's over now. So she makes this 911 call, which starts with, hey. 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 Hello. It's almost like a, hey, hello, like someone's not listening to you. Yes, Can no, it is. Can someone pay attention really, to me? It's really weird. I don't know why and she's doing it like that. It's a very bizarre way to start You know call. she practiced this call, but she practiced it. Someone, she took an acting class and the teacher gave her all the wrong notes. Like, you need yeah. to sound annoyed instead of scared. A scared, you're sounding scared is way too obvious of a beat. We need you to have like a, a selfish, um, annoyed tone there we go and she's like that'll be different that won't sound so staged so she's saying it didn't work so she's like hey hello someone tried to break into my house help just help period wow even in the transcription on the 911 it's like help period not an exclamation point and then you hear a man in the background saying should we do to you what we did to your wife yeah. To Pam's wife? What are you talking about? Yeah. Very strange. And soon that man is dead. And it's Pam who killed him, she says in self-defense. She says he got into her car in the driveway and attacked her. And he said, we're going to go get Russ's money. And he had a knife with her. But she got away. A knife she with got, her. Knife with him. A knife with him. Mm-hmm. She got away. She ran inside her house. She got her gun. And he followed her into the house. And she shot him. So they pull her in for the interrogation room. What was going on with her face or the lighting? It made her look like she had had a chemical peel. It's all white around her mouth and eyes. Like a panda but opposite. Concealer? No, it, well, it was like all around her lips and her eyes, all white. I thought it was the lighting in there, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it could just be shadows. Yeah, it could be it a was, way, but it's weird that that's illuminated. Yeah, um, but also like the cop's head is really red. Yes. His bald head is super red. Okay, so there's something between the lighting and the camera. Yeah. yeah. So she describes the man who dropped off the man that she killed. And mm-hmm. that man sounds suspiciously like Russ. Identical. The police aren't so dumb this time. They know who Pam Hupp is, mm-hmm. even though this is a different town than before. Everyone is it close in the state, to the other town? It's about 30 minutes. Okay, there we go. It's at her house, and she still lives, I think, in the same town that she lived before. So remember, she lived half an hour away from Betsy's house. Right. But she called after like 20 minutes and said, I'm home. Yes. So that was how they knew she was lying. Everyone in the state knows who Pam is. So thank God. The whole neighborhood knows who Pam is. And the cop is telling Keith that all the neighbors are outside watching like it's a full on. (laughs) I mean... I would be out there with a cooler and I would be tailgating. You always say that. I don't think you would. But this is Pam Hupp. But freaking Pam Hupp, and you know everyone in the town knows who she is. But that's what's so funny is that I didn't think I thought people would have forgotten. That's kind of why I was asking how long it gone by. But they said that people were whispering, like, "Yes, you know who that is? That's Pam Hupp." They would tell the cops would tell people like, hey, when they were asked, did you hear anything? Well, that's Pam Hop's house, you know, and the cops are like, yes, we know. But what had she been in the news for? Just that she wasn't convicted of murder. 
No, but Russ had been acquitted based on the fact that she was the prime suspect. I see. So I think everyone basically knew that she had gotten away with it Ah, and had stolen the money from the daughters. And then she's living across the street from you. You're going to talk about it. You are maybe having block parties and maybe not inviting the hubs. Yeah. Or you're inviting the hubs just to get the gossip. Because we still don't know if she's married or not. I think she is. I think that man walking with her was her husband. I think she was arm in arm with him at one point. I think that's her brother. Oh, maybe. What does he think? We don't get to hear. So, by the way, the one cop that we meet who is great and really on top of it has a very extreme butt chin that I was here for. A dimpled, I loved it. A dimpled chin is the polite term. Dimpled chin. Loved it. Um, and he actually you. seemed like a good cop, which is the polar opposite of last week. He seemed great. And he was honest enough to say that as soon as he knew that there was going to be a lot of media coverage, he was like, we can't mess this up. Not that they're going to mess up anyways, but right. it was. I was like, that's very honest. And it's mm-hmm. it's true. You really can't mess this up. You need to be on the ball, buddy. Yeah. And he. I think he was on the ball. Like, I yeah. think that department was on the ball. I almost had whiplash from such a bad <laughs> cops from last week. And then this... Yeah. But also Detective Sanchez from a few weeks ago still really messed me up yeah. in the head. He got in my head. He did. Get it. He got Detective in your head. That's Sanchez. what he tried to do. And he got in there. <laughs> he did. But he's so lazy. How could he actively be trying to get in my head? He's so lazy. It's like he really had to try to bother me. And he did yeah, he it. really did. And he That's and the he only won. thing he wasn't lazy about. So the man who Pam killed had a note with detailed instructions. Do hmm. you want to say something about the handwriting? Because I know you want to say something about the handwriting. I didn't notice the handwriting. It's. I, I need to see it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, maybe Google it. Yeah, let me Google it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Everyone get Hup in car in garage. Yeah. Oh. Look at the Russ, how the Russ is spelled. Get Russ money. Russ. It's like a W. R W S something. Make. Get rid of something. Take Hup back to house. Get rid of... Rid of her. Her. Un... Make look like Russ' wife. Make, make look, look like, like oh, Russ' right, wife. right, It was supposed to look like how Everyone Russ's wife Everyone throw disposable phones away. Stevie follow Hup. Blonde, older, and short. Everyone throw disposable phones away. Get hop in car in garage. Take to bank. Get Russ's money. Should be one hundred to hundred fifty thousand. Should be is very like I think it should. I this think you would huge not range take, of money. I think you would also not take the time to write should be. Mm-hmm. Just write the amount. This yeah, is a very, but like, also that's a huge amount. A hundred or a hundred and fifty. Yeah, that we is kind know. of a big range. I don't know. Oh boy, this is so. This is her faking someone else's handwriting. No, this is what he wrote, I think. Oh, yeah, I guess this is... No, this is her faking... This is her faking and giving him instructions. Yes. So she's doing, like, very strange half cursive. Yes, it is half cursive. And it looks like a crazy person wrote it. On lined paper, which is also funny. Where are you getting lined paper? Are you doing (laughs) lots of... Does she have children in school? Because why else would you have lined, like, three-hole punch paper? I love it. So very strange. And it does say like make sure knife is sticking out of neck. It's very all it's so like you couldn't remember that without writing it down. I love oh, a detailed hit plan though. 
just write down all the steps. Wow. I wish it had little check marks. And after each one, it would be like, check. Stab in neck. Check. This is very strange. Yeah. Man, she's a she's a real wacko, isn't she? Mm-hmm. What a wacky lady. Okay. So the Go police ahead. pull in Russ and his cousin that we've never talked about, but she's always stood by his side. The blonde one. I like her a lot. And I like I, her a lot at the end of this. I know we didn't talk about her at the first, but she yeah. was good. She was, I like her. She's very supportive. And I like a relative that stands by someone and not, you know, I always make fun of them for being blind and willfully ignorant, but she's the opposite, I think. because She's mm-hmm. staying by him and it's obvious he didn't do it. So they can't believe it's happening again, but the police, they think like maybe he's going to be arrested all over again. And right. he's... He, it's never ending. But the police find him super cooperative yeah. and credible and helpful. He has an alibi. He gives writing samples. He d- gives his fingerprints. His lawyers, like, whatever we can do. My client had absolutely nothing to do with this. Also, so, I loved when they go into it on the podcast. They go into it on Keith's podcast. They talk yeah. about, like, him writing over and over and over. I love yes. that. I thought that was fascinating. I didn't know that's how they did a handwriting sample, that they make yeah. you write it over and over and over and over again. I think I knew it and forgot it. Yeah. But that was cool. Okay. I liked that. That you get a lot of detail in the podcast on interesting things. Really good. That you didn't even think you needed more info on. And then you find out there's a whole other story there. So it's kind of cool. There's one thing in particular that I found, two things that I found fascinating in a little while. But I don't know if we should talk about them because I feel like you need to listen to that podcast. I know. I don't want to give away too much. But some of it's so good. Okay. We'll Um, have to decide. So the police understand that he didn't do it. They pretty much yes. rule him out right away. What a difference 30 miles makes <laughs> in being yeah. guilty or innocent of murder. So the cops think that Pam's 911 call doesn't sound right. He says it doesn't smell right, doesn't taste right. <laughs> what does a 911 call taste like? No, no. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Buffy when Willow goes, it was evil. I was so close. I could taste it. And someone goes, what does evil taste like? And she goes, kind of chalky. <laughs> That's pretty good. Also, this is interesting. You're being recorded before the dispatcher on 911 picks up. I did not know that. That's fascinating. That so, was the probably my OMG moment of the episode. Right? Also, I feel like they should not tell people that. This is no. another. <laughs> I think we need a new segment. Like, yeah, things cops. Giving should. away too much. Because uh, uh, I don't right. feel like no. criminals need to know that. No. I don't I feel like that's going to be good. Now, next time I fake a 911 call, I'm going to know. Sound scared before they pick up. Because Pam is dead silent yeah. <laughs> before they pick up. Not running around crazy, not breathing hard, not Mm-mm. saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, I just killed someone. And then the second the dispatcher picks up, it's like, hey, hello. Have you called 911 before? Um, it's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there is a space of time before the dispatcher speaks to you. Is there a slight pause? Because her also saying, hey, hello, sounds like she was waiting for someone to come on the line. Do they put yeah. you on hold? Do they say, please hold for the next operator? Do they do, they May, do something? Sometimes, probably. Yeah, in really okay. big cities or they where must, they're really right? busy. Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, just curious. So. The way she stores her knives. So they find the knife that the hitman had in the car, and it's 
face down, wedged between the seat and the console of the car with the handle sticking out. Hmm. Weird. But then when they go into Pam's house, they see that in her kitchen, this is why I knew she was a full-on psychopath, she keeps her knives in between the oven and the counter in that little crack she keeps them face down in there like with the handles out like it's a, a knife block. Wha- do you know the crud that falls down in there? Oh, yeah. Why it's does the she nastiest do part of your kitchen because you're does not it, cleaning that area. Does it seem like it's more child friendly? She doesn't have young children, though. Does she or does she not? She has two kids, I think. I could be making that up. Um, maybe she has grandkids. But... It doesn't seem more child-friendly to me. No, it seems lower than a knife block. If you have a knife block at the back of the counter, that's way harder to get to than the counter that's right there. It's very strange. And it's gross. No, it's gross. It's not sanitary. I mean, she must not have expensive knives either, because I think that must be not... Not good for the knives, too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they think that, well, that's really similar, the way the knives are put in the car and in her house. And they fingerprint the knife that the man had, and his fingerprint is only on the blade, not on the handle, which so it was apparently what? the knife he tried to kill her with, but he didn't touch the handle. Come on. Pam, you are so dumb. You are really, you are really, really dumb. You are really, really dumb. And it appears that, I don't know why this is important, but they pointed out that the knife was bought at a Dollar Tree. I didn't know you could buy big kitchen knives at Dollar Tree. Yeah, you can. You can buy all sorts of stuff. But apparently that's a Dollar Tree that she goes to a lot. That's really dumb, too. That makes me really bad. (sighs) Don't give Dollar Tree a bad name. Here's the very dumbest thing she does. The thing that's almost just a full-on screw you to the cops. I am going to make this so obvious that I planned this. But I'm still going to get away with it because I'm smarter than all of you. Underneath the dead man, there is a f- piece of carpet, a, like an extra sample of the carpet in that room, laying directly under the body, which just so happens to catch all of his blood and protects her actual carpet below. The silence you're hearing is Katie and I wondering if pam is is she simple no i'm so mad at that other police department because what they did is instill in pam how easy it is Mm, to just mm. get away with it right yeah that's a really good point it's almost like the thing that makes me mad is that this is almost lazy she's not even no that's what i'm saying she's fully like she's not trying and you're right. They she got away with the first one, and she thinks all cops are idiots now. And she can do her Pam barbecues, Pam barbecues for them, and wrap them around her little finger. She could basically confess to it at this point, and she still thinks she'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. There's a piece of carpet right underneath it. Also, that carpet was so ugly. It looks like my mom's frosted hair in the '80s. It looked like Jamie's hair on Great British Bake Off. Oh. I just, why do you want to protect it so badly? Killing someone and getting blood on it, that's a great way to, an excuse to have to replace your carpet. 
But we all know the best way to avoid getting blood in places you don't want it is Lola products. Yes. Lola offers pads, liners, BPA-free plastic applicators, or environmentally non-applicator tampons, and cleansing wipes that are safe for use anywhere on your body. I love them. They are perfect for me being a sweaty lady. Mm-hmm. I love these products. I love that when I get my period, I know I'm prepared because I have all my Lola products on hand. So I don't have to panic. So when my Aunt Flo, well, actually my Aunt Pam, that's what we're going to call her from now on, comes to town, I have everything I need to face her. And did you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients of their feminine care products? Is that not insane? Especially because it's something that is so personal and so close to your body. Intimate. Yeah. Yes. Very intimate. I said intimate. I like it. Uh, Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredient. Whatever they put in there, they're telling you they are honest. Basically, for how much Pam lies... Lola does the exact opposite in terms of truth-telling. Amazing. Founded by women for women. We love that so much. And for every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. It's amazing that they can do things like that. I love that. And for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter date dateline 30 when you subscribe. Again, that's 30% off your first month subscription visiting mylola.com and entering date dateline 30 when you subscribe get so on it great. her name is lola thank god it wasn't pam because lola helps women and doesn't try to kill them when you're lola, lola. get yours today <laughs> okay <laughs> love it thank you lola Okay, there are $100 bills that are found on the man that has been killed by Pam, as if he got paid to do this. And Hmm. coincidentally, these bills sequentially match a $100 bill in Pam's purse. So I didn't know that either. I feel really dumb about that. I didn't understand that when the bank gives you, of course it would be sequential. Yes. Yes, it is sequential. And again, how dumb is Pam? Yeah, as dumb as me. I'm dumb too. I did not recognize. But like she didn't take any precautions. Like not – there's like 10 she could have taken and she took zero. No, totally. But the fact that they found this out is – I love when forensic people do their jobs. Yeah, me too. So well Mm -hmm. and go into this kind of detail, like looking at numbers on bills. Like I love that. But given what happened in the first case, she's obviously not thinking they're going to go that far, even if she did know about the sequential numbering. Right. So – she she's not going to think they're going to do that. They didn't do anything in the first case. The police find out that the man that was killed was named Louis Gumpenberger, and he was in a car accident and has a severe brain injury. And it's just not possible that he was guilty physically or mentally. Which is able- so much worse, I have to say. I feel like it's so much worse. He's just a victim, and of course she picked up someone who already has the worst lot in life. He has these disabilities that make Mm -hmm. his life so difficult already because he had this terrible accident, Mm -hmm. and Pam picks someone like that. How dare you, Pam? Like, I'm not saying she should have picked someone like Detective Sanchez because I legally can't say that, but don't (laughs) pick someone like Lewis. But do you think she knew? Terrible. Do you think she She even talked to him? Yeah, but do you think that she even registered it? I'm not sure how bright Pam is. That's true. 
I think Bram, Pam thinks she's really bright, but I don't know if Pam's ever read a book in her life. That's or true. Or watched a TV show. I don't know what TV. What, what TV does Pam watch? The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, she does. You think she watches Big Brother? No, I think she, no, no. I think she watches American Idol. Still. I don't even know if it's still on. Do you think she watches America's Funniest Home Videos? Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. I wonder. I wonder what her I favorite also think she is. watches the news every night to see if there's anything about her. So she yeah. can tape it on her little VCR and she has a tape going of all of her news clips. Man. Yeah. She might watch Two and a Half Men. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> so now we get to our MVP, at least for me, my MVP. Is it the prosecuting? No. Love the prosecutie, though. (laughs) I thought you might. Oh, my gosh. That prosecutie. Oh. My goodness. I was surprised. And you know me and my mistrust of handsome men. Yes. But still, I was like, well, he's a handsome gentleman. Uh Objectively. That is a handsome lawyer. Yeah. And he has uh, also the dimple chin, but like a lesser degree than the cop. Mm -hmm. But we had two dimple chin. Oh, I was in heaven. Where are they? Where are they? This is in Missouri. Do you need to go to there? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's quite possible. Okay. So now we get to our MVP for me was Carol. She is a champion of champions. You are correct. She's brilliant in the episode. And then mm-hmm. in the podcast, you get so much more of yes, her. Yes, I know. And you fall more in love. Carol, Alfred, we love you. Yes. This episode should be called The Thing About Carol. Because that's be who called- I want to focus on. More Carol, please. Yeah, more Carol, please. Um, So six days before Lewis was shot, this is Mm -hmm. six days earlier, Carol calls the police to tell them a crazy story. Mm -hmm. She lives in a nice looking, I thought it looked very nice, a nice looking trailer park. And the only reason I'm mentioning it is because Carol brings it up a lot that she lives in a trailer park. But (laughs) (laughs) she likes to mention it. Don't worry about it, Carol. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So she's outside her house with her dog and a woman pulls up in an SUV and she's from, t- well, here's the thing. They don't say this in the um, episode, but they say it in the podcast mm-hmm. that when this woman in the SUV pulls up, she rolls down her window. Also, Carol's dog is barking like crazy and apparently never barks at anyone. That's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. And then mm-hmm. the woman in the SUV says, do you babysit? Because that's a totally normal thing to drive around a neighborhood and ask people outside if they babysit. Uh, in a, and that's what she says. She says, I'm sorry, but you don't go to a trailer park and, no. find, and ask if or people anyone. babysit. You yeah, don't but, even drive around no, a rich person's neighborhood and ask. she says that. Yeah, Carol, no, she, Carol that. loves Carol to mention this trailer says park. says you don't do that in a trailer park. I think she, and she talks about it all the time. She, I think it's her, like how I mentioned once or twice that I'm Jewish. Yeah, or that you she, don't shower. Yeah, no, I yeah, get Yeah, or that I don't shower. Yeah, yeah. I do say that a lot too. So, <laughs> I don't know how uh, much you say it. I do tend to cut it a lot. So everyone just, she says it a lot. You just maybe don't lot. hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I say it a lot. Um, so she says, well, this in the podcast, she first says she's short and chunky and wearing, she says chunky a lot, describing the woman in the SUV. <laughs> I love chunky. Chunky And I think Natalie Bannon was like, was that shade? Yes. Yes, it yes. most definitely was. Definitely. Um, and then she says, this crazy broad came to my house. There we go. <laughs> yes. There we and go. And she's we- she says the lady was wearing a scrub top, 
which freaked me out for a second because I thought that maybe Pam was in medical field. I forgot that she was in life insurance. Yeah. I was like, please don't let her near any patients. Yeah. Uh, so she says, so do you babysit? Then Pam says, do you know what a soundbite is? And Carol says, yes, I know what a soundbite is. I'm not a moron just because I live in a trailer park. God bless Carol. How does this also... Wait a minute, but the soundbite is in... That's in um, the podcast. Yes, yes. So the funny thing was they cut it in Dateline a little different. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, were you going to talk about that? Well, and she says, I'm a producer from Dateline. Have you heard of Dateline? Yes. And Carol says to the cops, I was like, yeah, I've heard of Dateline. I'm not an idiot. So did she say it about... The soundbite or about no, Dateline? No, both things. Because oh, wow. in the soundbite, okay, okay, she specifically okay. says, I know what a soundbite is. I'm not an idiot. Like, she repeats it. And Got then it. in the thing about Dateline, she says, yeah, I know what it is. I'm not an idiot. So we know that Carol is neither a moron nor an idiot just because she lives in a trailer park. We do. And the woman says, my name's Kathy Singer. Wow. Last name. I don't know if she said Singer. I take mm. that back. I'm not 100% sure if she said Kathy Singer. She might have just said Kathy. But she says she's from Chicago, which is where Kathy Singer is from. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, she says, "Do you have you heard of Dateline? And then she says, yeah. And then the woman says, the TV show. And she's like, yeah. I because mean, that would make you go, yeah, I know, I know it's a TV show. I think <laughs> because she's messing up her script. She wasn't expecting, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Pam yeah. is one track. She's got, like, this script that she yes, needs to get out. Yes, if someone improvises, she doesn't, she loses her place completely. And definitely start with the babysitting and move into Dateline, because that whole, that <laughs> goes together perfectly and is not <laughs> suspicious. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Is Carol my new best friend? Because yeah, I kind no, of love she's her. not. But no, she can sorry. be. Your, she can be a good friend. <laughs> yeah. So Kathy, Kathy is really Pam. If you haven't figured that out by now, I'm just going to say it. You haven't really been following very long, or I have been doing a good job recapping. This, this is, is also the build up Pam. of the entire. Th- this is why this gets so much coverage. Yes. So. She says, how would you like to make $1,000 by recreating a soundbite for Dateline? Mm-hmm. All in cash. Nothing suspicious about that's, that. Why would you do that? That's, uh, ah, sorry. $1,000 that's in so cash? Frustrating. That's not, that's not suspicious. Now, Keith points out on both the podcast and the episode, they don't pay for interviews or soundbites. And he says, we just don't. Mm-hmm. And on the podcast, he says something like, it's just not something we do. He's like, we are above that. I love him. And then Carol says she knew that. Keith says Carol said she knew that, which is funny because I think Carol is the type that would say she knew everything, even if she didn't. She'd be like, yes, I knew that. Keith, I know. And you like to lean a lot. Okay. I know that. Just because I live in a trailer park doesn't mean I know that. That's okay. I'm fine with her doing that. Oh, I love her. No, I love her. So Carol, for some reason, agrees. Hmm. I think she says she's more curious about where this lady's going with this. So huh. Kathy slash Pam yeah. says, if you come with me, you can't bring your keys, your cigarettes, your cell phone, because the producer doesn't like clutter. First of hmm. all, how are you going to get back in your house if you don't have your keys? What? What? Is okay. The producer that so we're going to meet. you can't bring a meet, purse? You can't bring... A- she's like, I'm a producer. We're going to... Yeah, you can't bring your purse. No, it's clutter. I don't... 
what? It's a soundbite. A person would just hang on you. It wouldn't cause it. You wouldn't hear it. I don't understand. The producer that we are going to meet. And there's no camera crew. It's right. just the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. It's, wow, a, wow. it's maybe she's like, I have a recorder in my purse. Or the producer has the tape recorder mm-hmm. that we're going to record you on. Okay. So Carol gets in the car, but she knows it's weird. And also, I should mention that Carol is fully in her pajamas. She is yeah. in her pajama bottoms <laughs> this whole time. In fact, she she says, hang on one second to Pam, and she goes in the house to put her dog inside. She yeah. doesn't even pull on a different pair of pants, though. She goes with her in the no, pajama she's, bottoms. She's good people. She is me. Like, yeah. love she's, her. She's good people. Now, Carol's really smart, though, and as she's going to say yes and go, she says, can you just pull into my driveway? Well, I put my dog in and she does that on purpose because she has cameras on her house. So which smart. Is, it's so, so unbelievably smart. smart. Would and you think to do that? No, okay. I wouldn't think to do any. I don't I wouldn't go. But yeah, I would, I would just go. be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Right. Keep walking. Or I would do my I don't speak. English yeah. Thing. If I had cameras, though, and it was more in my head that I have cameras, mm-hmm. I might think about it a lot. So I might be more thinking about that sort of thing. Oh, and then go inside and come out and say, you know, actually, I have, I just got a call from my right. boyfriend yeah. or whatever, like make up a story. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that Carol does, which I don't think they talk about on the show, but they talk about on the podcast, is that Carol takes two knives, knives, I keep feeling I'm saying knives really weird, with her. Knives. She, thank you. Yeah. She, puts a pocket knife up one of her sleeves yeah. and then puts a kitchen knife in her pocket. So so she's already thinking this is so dangerous that I need to take two knives with me. Why is she going? So is she, she going on the narrow. off chance? Look, it's $1,000 cash. That's so true. I, that would give me pause. I'd that's be like, true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that this is safe. Right. No, that's a good point. Strange. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So she goes in the car with her and they're driving and Pam's story starts to change about where they're going to go and who they're going to meet. And that's when Carol's like, you know what, I'm done. She says, I forgot to lock my front door. Can you turn around and take me back? And then she goes back home. She goes inside and she calls the police. So I guess Pam just realizes she's not coming out and drives away. She doesn't say I'm not coming out. She says, hang on one second. And then she just calls the police. So I guess. Oh, I think she's trying to get her to stay. Right. So that the police. Maybe. Maybe. So then she calls the police. She tells them the whole thing. And she says, if somebody goes missing in my neighborhood because of this, this woman did it. Wow. Like, that's how creeped out she is. And then that's I just get kind God. of mad at the police again, because if they had followed up and taken this seriously, they would have gone and gotten the camera footage. They would have seen that it was Pam, and we right. find out later it's Pam's car. She doesn't have she has her license plate there, and right. it's her. Right. So they would have gone and talked to her about it. They don't have enough to arrest her or anything, but they could have gone and talked to her and said, "We know you just asked this woman to do that. Like, what are you doing? What are you up to?" And then Pam would have realized they know about my new scheme. I can't do this scheme right now, and maybe. Lewis would still be alive. But maybe she just would have waited and someone else would have died two months from then. I guess. Or uh, honestly, probably the police would not look into it anyways. I mean, think about it. They've got way bigger fish to fry than this kind of weird event. 
Yeah. That happened. There's, there's much, you know. I know. No one was actually hurt. It was yeah. just something that was weird that was off. So it's, yeah. it's difficult to, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. Hmm. So Carol describes Pam or what's Kathy. her name? Kathy. Pam, Pam slash Kathy. Kathy as um, p- with big white teeth, stupid smile. She yeah. was short, chunky. God bless her. And since it's okay to um, shame murderers, then mm-hmm. I think we can allow her making fun of her. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't think she's making fun of her. I think she's just being honest. Right. She's... That fake smile really got me when she said that she yes. had that fake smile plastered on. I'm like, yeah, that's the most unnerving of all. Because yes. Pam has that really wide jaw. She's got that square like thing. So her smile's like a big like rectangle. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't like yes. that. Yeah. So it's like when, do you know that little emoji guy with the teeth? Yes. That, and he's going like this, but it's a rectangle. Yes. That's what Pam smiles like. It's the cringe smile, the cringe face. Yeah. I use it all the time because mm-hmm. I'm constantly cringy. It's so cringe. You have never used that with me. I use it on Twitter all the time. I was going to say, I never get an emoji out of you. If you don't get it's so cringe, then listen to A Date with the Bake. Oi. So cringe. So cringe. Can't do it. You can't so do it. Cr- you just did it. So, so cringe. cringe. I can do it after you do it. I can copy you. <laughs> Carol points out Pam in a bunch of photos. Uh-huh. And it's also on camera with the license plate because Pam tries to pick up a hitman in her own car. Also, I think Carol, I'm not sure if Carol points this out, but I think it's pretty, I think they say it, that she, they assume Pam doesn't think a trailer park would have cameras. So she wasn't even yeah. thinking about that. Um, so then there's another neighbor. Which, in, ha ha. Like, oh, nah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> so this neighbor says that Pam, it's a guy. He says Pam offered him $1,000 to reenact a 911 call for Dateline, but he said no because he got a weird vibe. These trailer yeah. park people are the MVPs. They've been through things. They've seen things. They yeah, know people. Yeah, they're just not doing it. Yeah. They can like, read nah, people. Nah. They're street smart. Yeah. They've seen evil and they've tasted evil and it tasted chalky and pammy. Like <laughs> it was sprayed with Pam. So <laughs> on the podcast, Carol says something like, just because I live in a trailer park doesn't mean I'm stupid. Pam obviously thinks they are. So she is driving around specifically trailer parks and the poorer areas of town. You know what she calls like, you know, the bad areas like she whispers it when she's talking to her friends. You right. know, like, oh, they, they live in the bad part of town. Yeah, These like, oh, the we have to drive down MacArthur Street. Right. Oh, anything Lock west of MacArthur is not yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. For a white woman. She says, like, you know, for a woman like me to go, it's not safe. Yeah, for someone. No, she wouldn't say yeah. white woman. She would say for someone, you know, like me. Yes. Meaning. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So she's trying to drive around looking for her Patsy. And the cops figure out that on Pam's GPS, she had been at lewis's apartment complex what's a male what's a male patsy a potsy sure yeah potsy yeah like happy days so she had been to the trailer park it's all on her gps she had been to lewis's apartment complex for three minutes it had only taken her three minutes to get him to get in the car and then what was he doing just kind of hanging out outside yeah probably oh it's so sad i know it makes me sick to my stomach Mm. And the police find surveillance footage all over driving around, like wherever her GPS is, she is. There's one 
part, they get a camera from a surveillance footage of a bakery called Heaven Scent, S-C-E-N-T. You get it? Oh, that's it? clever. Yeah, right? That's and, clever. Yeah. And so on this camera, there's footage of Pam driving her car and in the passenger seat is Lewis. Okay. There the, we go. Yes. And the other detective who doesn't have the dimple chin, butt chin, he has a goatee because he has butt chin envy and mm-hmm. he hasn't he doesn't have one, so he's covering it up. Yeah. Um he says that Lewis is like a ghost in a ghost-like figure in the video minutes before he becomes an actual ghost. And at that point... Oh, my. He wants at, to... Whoa. At that point, Keith stood up and said, I'm Keith Mother Effing Morrison, and <laughs> slapped him across the face and said, I'll speak the poetry around here, son. Yeah. That's what happened. You might not have seen it because they cut it for time, but that's exactly what happened. Let's pump the brakes on the poetics. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I got this. Do you see yeah. my converse? I'm yeah. Keith. So... Then Keith says, life, he has his own poetry moment, life for those would-be devious criminals must be so burdensome of late with those oh. smart devices we just can't seem to live without. <laughs> like, we feel so bad for the criminals. Oh, poor criminals. Aww. So then we meet the prosecutor, the hottie prosecutee. He's the definition of a prosecutee, really. He is. No. He when is. They, if you look up prosecutee in the Urban Dictionary... Which yeah. you probably won't find it in the yeah. Date with Dateline dictionary. Mm-hmm. It's his picture. Mm-hmm. So the police arrest Pam, and she has no reaction when they arrest her, and they're t- they're in the cop car, and they're telling her, you know, you're not going to get away with this. We have so much evidence, and all she says is, "I'm a little cold. Can you turn off the AC?" I don't mind this. She's a girl who likes convenience and comfort. Do you know what else she might like? Better mm-hmm. help. You know what else she might need? Better, Better help. help. Long before this. Yes. Better help offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your own home so you won't get too chilly, like Pam, Boy. or your own jail cell, like Pam. I don't know if it's available in jails. Don't quote me on that. You can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. This is available in all 50 states. So if you're in Missouri and your name is Pam and people keep making dumb jokes asking you if your last name is Hup or they say, oh, Pam, don't kill me, okay? Just kidding. You can get support for that. BetterHelp has counselors that are specialized in family issues, anxiety, grief, or the tremendous anger at a police department that put Russ Faria and his fedora in jail for three years. Yep. If you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch to a new one at no additional charge. It's very affordable. And if you qualify, they even offer financial aid. And a Date with Dateline listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Dateline. So get started today. You go to betterhelp.com forward slash Dateline. Fill out the questionnaire and they'll match you with a counselor you love. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Dateline. Much like police solve crimes, they'll help you solve your issues. Oh, it's going to be so much better. Help. <laughs> we did. We Check love you, out, better guys. help. Thank you so much. So guess what? She's smirking in her mugshot. That's why I almost think it's the opposite of resting bee face. She can't help it. Like her um, face is just built that way. Mm-hmm. So the prosecutor yes. says that Pam thinks she's smarter than everyone. But this crime is kind of maybe a fifth grader came up with it. That was amazing. 
Was Ouch. that shade? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you need wow. some salve for that burn, Pamela yeah. J. Hupp? I don't know if her middle name is J, but I think be. it sounds right. Yeah. J. Hupp. So here's the dumbest part. There's been so many dumb parts. The police say, do you know a Russ? And she says, no. Come on. Wait. Oh, you mean Russell. I, oh, I, I Russ, yeah, yeah no, even though no, no one calls him that. Yeah, she didn't say that, but that's like, about how Like, she didn't put a guy named Russ away for murder that threatened you because he thought you were a lesbian with his wife. Like, she's trying to make it less obvious that she knows Russ hired the hitman. You know, like, oh, no, yeah. I don't know who would have hired the hitman. I saw a guy in a car with dark hair, a yeah. dark shaved head, a darker skin. I don't skin. know who it was. What? But instead, it makes her look like she has a severe case of amnesia. Because yeah. how could she possibly forget Russ? She sat at his murder trial. Right. She testified against him. Of course, you know him. What are you ta- yeah, what why are did you she do that? About? Why did she do that? I'm oh sorry. Oh, my God. It's really irritating. It is. So the prosecutor is recommending the death penalty. Yeah. Then we meet Mick Williams. Is it Mick? I wrote down Mick. Not sure. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I get his name right because he's Pam's defense attorney. Who's also handsome. So handsome until he opens his mouth and starts defending Pam. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ugh. But it is. But what was the jury thinking? What they're the battle of the handsomes. Yes. The ladies in the stand were titillated. Nope. Stop. Ooh. <laughs> it's fine. It's just a word. It's not just a word. Don't be saying it like it's just a word. <laughs> so he's, he starts defending her. He says there's no evidence. And she has the right to defend herself in her own home, even though she picked up the man and drove him there. And yeah. even though his sure. fingerprints weren't on the knife, so sure. he wasn't coming at whatever. So Keith is trying to be so calm with this rich douchebag lawyer and he says, well, what do you think happened when where this little playlet occurred? Oh. And the lawyer keeps repeating how nothing is on surveillance footage. And his eyes look like a cartoon person that's been hypnotized. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? The little circles. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so obviously Pam has made him some Pam and slipped in her magic potion or something. Remember yeah. when we thought that girl Kelly was a witch and <laughs> was luring men like Ira in with yeah. her magic? Like Pam is doing something. No, Pam is pushy. It's what I said the first the first part of this. So people just give up. Yeah, she's so pushy that it's like, fine. She doesn't have that pullback when you're like, you know you're bugging someone. She doesn't right. have that. Right, or right, she right. has it and barrels through she it. She doesn't have shame. Like, yeah, if she has she's, no shame. She's yeah. a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. So now in Pam's interrogation, she sees a pen. Oh, my gosh. She palms the pen. And she hides it in her jeans, in the back of her pants, and she feels for the arteries in her neck. And then she has to go to the bathroom. And then she stabs herself in the neck. It is so shocking. Because keep in mind, I didn't know this story. Right, yeah. And you I must was have like, been... what? Yeah. Because I was like, they couldn't be going with this. Because the, the build up to it is beautiful when he's yeah. talking about she eyes the pen like what Keith is, is did the you think that's what he was saying like yes. suicide when, when you yeah when when, when he she first s- said she eyed the pen i was like she's not gonna try to stab herself with that pen is she and then when he said she touched the neck i'm like oh she's absolutely about to stab herself with that pen yeah i can't shocking. even and then in- 
we can't talk about what I feel like I really want to talk about what they say in the podcast. But I feel like if you please listen to that to Keith's podcast on this, because there's a couple of pieces of information surrounding this that are shocking. So she stabs herself in the neck and you can hear the police officer saying, Pam, Pam, Pam. You can, are you I okay? And there's they show the blood all over the floor mm. of the bathroom. But she fails at killing herself. And But we should also say this is a Bic pen. Right? Because they do point out several times that this is a Bic pen. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I think any pen is terrible, but Bic pen, they're they're pretty cheap plastic, right? And dull. I feel like the point is not very sharp at all. I feel like it's a dull point. Yeah, it's like trying to do it with a Sharpie. Right. Yes. So the prosecutor thinks that it was just for attention and she didn't want to kill herself or she was just trying to delay trial. So... She's in the her new photo, her new headshot. She thinks it's a headshot because she's smirking with her neck bandages on. Yeah. Well, she looks like she's drugged. She's like, hey. she looks a little and her hair's kind of crazy. She looks, yeah, she a, looks little, a little like gangy in the rest yeah. of development when she's like, I'm thirsty. I know she does. And so she has like the neck bandages on her. It's like, God. And so, you don't feel sorry for her at all. No. It's like that other guy that tried to do it in prison. Who is that dude? What was his name? And did he actually do it? No, no he, he also with a dull razor. Right. Yeah. I can't even remember who that was. And we didn't feel sorry for him either. No. So Pam. Oh, this is when Keith coins the term Pamishness, <laughs> which is like selfishness. And yeah. other her other characteristics all combined equal Pamishness. Yeah. So now Pam is facing the death penalty, and she decides to take an Alfred plea. And the prosecutor thinks it's still worth it to get her for life in prison. And she has aged a lot now in prison. Oh yeah. And Russ Faria calls her a, the old hag that gave Snow White the apple. And it's not wrong. <laughs> but she's still smirking. We don't get to see her yet. And so that's like a little profoundly unfair to me because we get to hear Russ's description and we don't get to see her for a second. And she pleads guilty and she gets life in prison plus 30 years, which is the exact same charge that Russ got. Which is which beautiful. Which is so poetic. And then we get to see her and we get to see her new defiant smirk and her hair is all gray. But I yeah. still thought her skin didn't look terrible. I feel like she has very good skin. Like, I think she does. I don't no. know. Maybe. I don't know. She's got skin a lot of. Skin seems smooth. She's got a lot of bones in her face. She's like a, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, where prominent cheekbones, prominent jaw. Right. Prominent yes. nose. Like, she has large she facial does. features. It's interesting that you say that. Wait till we get to Twitter. Okay. So, the best part is that the prosecutor and the judge. Oh, no, sorry. Not the prosecutor. The terrible prosecutor from the first part of our episode, from Russ's trial, and the judge in Russ's first trial are out of their jobs. First of all, there's a was that shade moment because they tell them how much they lost by. (laughs) It was pretty like, you didn't have to put that in, but you did. (laughs) You did, Keith. We see you. Thank you. They lost by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a new guy named Mike. Mark it off your bingo sheets. Mm -hmm. And he is the new prosecutor. And he's an angel sent from heaven. He is reopening Betsy's case. Good. Finally. He's a hero. He's going to go after Pam. And Keith, I think, was delighted by Mike. Oh, yeah. New friends. 
But now there's one more murder. Mm-hmm. Guess who this one is? Pam's own mother. Back in 2012. So wow, this is why I think Pam Betsy did die in 2011 because okay. there's footage of Pam saying to the cops in her interrogation. Oh, you're right. Yes. I okay. didn't kill Betsy because $150,000 isn't worth it to me. My mom is worth half a million dollars. So when she dies, and I'm you know, the beneficiary. Like, yeah. I have lots of pans on the fire. I have lots of people that I could murder for money. So, so I wouldn't do would it I for Betsy. For right. It's not, I'm good. Which is like, I didn't even think about how weird that is because I've heard people say stuff like that on Dateline before. But Keith really talks about in the podcast how, like, she's basically saying, if I wanted to kill someone for money, I would just kill my mom. Yeah. And the police don't think that that's weird at all. No, they're totally so, cool with it. Go. Okay, the reason I'm saying that, because I kind of thought she was waiting, she was meaning she would wait till her mom dies and then she'd get the money. But then she says, I wouldn't choose someone who I is only going to give me $150,000 and who is probably physically stronger than I am. She's saying I would choose my mom. I would who choose is my mom. Weaker than me and would give me half a million dollars. So she really is saying, like, I could, I, I basically have a plan, plan to kill my mom. So in 2013, okay, so this is two years after Betsy died. So she did mm-hmm. die in 2011. Pam's mom fell from a balcony at her retirement home and died. And Pam was the last one to see her. In of fact, course. as she was leaving, she told the staff, don't bother her. She doesn't want supper. Like or you breakfast don't, tomorrow. Or, she yeah, won't be you, down yeah. for dinner tonight. You don't tonight. need to check on her. Yeah. You don't need to go. She's fine. And Pam is so pushy that they probably just did what she said. Oh, they're so annoyed whenever Pam comes to visit because she's yeah. always complaining about things. Yeah. It was ruled an accident. But the autopsy reveal, reveals that she had 14 times the recommended dose of Ambien. Ambien, Ambien strikes again. again. <laughs> Love the Ambien. Can we put Ambien on the bingo cards? On the yes, extreme cards? Seriously. I feel like Ambien should go on the extreme cards because that's wow. My dogs playing poker painting came alive and all the dogs <laughs> started to attack me and I had to fight them off. Yep. <laughs> so good. So Dateline talks to a structural engineer who is going to test out what happened with this balcony. Because mm-hmm. Keith is very interested, even though it's been ruled an accident. Right. And they use these concrete bags to demonstrate the weight that it would take for the thing to break. They are putting the bags on one by one, though, and I kind of thought it it would they need to just, like sl- drop them all at the same time. But oh, okay. They end up calculating that it would need like the force of I don't even a garbage truck or something ramming at it full speed, wow. and not. Pam's mom's body wouldn't have done it. Also, which they talk about on the podcast, if she had gone and fallen at the railing, she wouldn't have gone through the banisters and pushed them over. You go over the balcony. Right. Why are the banisters broken? Right. So is... But is She's the like mom... Tar- Tasmanian devil, like, or Kool-Aid no, man. She Kool-Aid man through exactly. that. Oh, yeah. But in her, <laughs> like, so in... In her ambient state, is she trying to take apart the balcony and then falls through? Is she wrestling with an invisible Yeti while bending the bars? Right. Well, I think 14 ambient knocks you out. I think you're... I think you're asleep, right? I think you're half dead. Yeah, I don't even think you're trying to do anything. But 
Also, Pam's mom was like in her 90s and frail. She was not plying off these metal banister bars. Right, right. So it wasn't an accident. It's obvious. And Pam got about $100,000 from her mom's estate, which was a lot less than she thought she was getting. She did Mm -hmm. have to split it with her siblings. And how lucky are her siblings to still be alive right now? Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, she got put in prison. So thank God time. Yeah. But she was alive when the mom died. So she would have killed them first. And then I mean, she was out when the mom died. So she would have probably killed them to get before she killed the mom. That's not suspicious. First, your siblings die and then your mom. So you get all the money. So they're now looking into the mom's case. And we end with Russ. And he's so cute. He's talking to Keith in his swirly silk swirly vest and purple shirt so mm-hmm. dapper and he does he dra- he dappers up which yeah. is sort of sad because you remember that uh, the first attorney um joel keeps saying like he's not the most put together guy in the room like it's not put together but it's not he's not the most couth like yeah. he's not the most yeah. well spoken what was he yeah. uh, there was a term he used but yeah but he really did gussy he's rough around the this edges, interview maybe. he's like he's yeah. in full like yeah he looks great he looks like he's going to um He's going to listen to like a jazz concert. He's going Absolutely. to listen to Chris. It, 100%. I yeah. feel like he reminds me a lot of Chris, except I like Russ. Except I like I Russ too. I believe that we hated Chris. Yeah, I think we were not happy with Chris. So money makes people do crazy things, Keith tells us. And the thing about Pam is, if anyone would know, it's her. It's an odd sentence. The structure what? of that was weird. Yeah. Money makes people do crazy things. And the thing about Pam is, if anyone would know, it's her. It's her. Okay. And then they cut to her giving the camera a peace sign because she's all about love and good vibes. Boy. And how does her hand just not burst into flames when she makes the peace sign? (laughs) (laughs) This episode is dedicated to our dear Patronus, Michelle M., who lives in Sydney, Australia. Can we come visit you? But can I be in a bubble the whole time so I don't have to see the spiders that actually can kill birds what australia you can't bubble you can't you can't bubble yes they do have spiders like that but they also have kangaroos wallabies Mm. koalas a lot of animals that we like yeah i do maybe fennec foxes i don't know where they live i think they live in cold i'm not sure okay um shell is obsessed with skincare and face masks and face palettes she loves a good blush bronzer combo does she now? But what? she also listens to podcasts and knits, and so she's kind of me, too. Oh, so she's, she's both of us. A little bit of you, a little bit of me. Yeah. Aww. Ebony and Ivory. What's another Does that song, song thing? translate that, now in this day and age? Can we do no, that? Is that I song think it's acceptable? probably offensive. Is it? Think it's offensive? I, I'm not sure. I need to go and look at the lyrics. Yeah, It's Paul maybe. McCartney and Michael Jackson? No. Who is no. it? No, you're thinking... No, who sings no. Ebony and Ivory? It's Paul McCartney and somebody. No, isn't it Prince? No. No, it's definitely not Prince. <laughs> is Hold it? on. Uh, no, is it Stevie Wonder? Maybe. And is the Ivory like Ivory Piano Keys? It is Stevie mm. Wonder. It's Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Ebony and oh. Ivory. No, Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony, side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh, oh Lord, why don't we? We all know that people are the same wherever you go. There's good and bad in everyone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, it's good. We we learn to Stevie live. Wonder. We learn to give each other what we need to survive together alive. Oh, okay. 
beautiful. Could, it works. Yeah. All right. It works. It definitely works. So, All right. Michelle, Good job. You are like a yin and a yang for us. Yeah. I love it. Um, a black and white cookie. <laughs> Look to the Aww. cookie, my friends. Look to, it's from Seinfeld. Look to the cookie. Um, thank you so much, Michelle. Like, seriously, our, for our Patreons, we couldn't do these weekly episodes for free without them. Thank like, you so literally, much. we would not still be going. So we can't thank you enough. We appreciate it so much. And now we'd like you to check out a promo from our friends at the podcast Lessons from Lifetime. This is um, Shannon and her daughter, Chloe, talking about Lifetime movies. Come wow. on. Please check them out. I th- it would be awesome if everyone ch- went over and subscribed and gave yeah. them some A Day with Dateline love. And, uh, oh, and they're super funny on on Twitter. Love Thank it. you, Shannon and Chloe, and uh, check them out. Do you love Lifetime movies as much as I do? Do you also love true crime as much as I do? I think your answer is probably a big yes to both. Hi, I'm Shannon, host of Lessons from Lifetime podcast, a true crime podcast where I take a Lifetime movie and give you the true story behind it. Because you know, truth is often stranger than fiction. And don't worry, I'll still be giving you the lessons we can all learn from these fabulous movies, like make sure the bad guy's dead before you turn around and walk away. Let's Stop introducing ourselves to the neighbors down the street. You know they have a deadly secret buried in the basement. And finally, I think we should all stop meeting people online. I think it's just probably safer for us all. You can find Lessons from Lifetime podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, and anywhere you love to listen to your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lessons from Lifetime podcast and on Twitter at From Lifetime. Look forward to hearing from you and y'all stay safe. Okay, let's talk B-roll Bonanza. All right, let's do it. Betsy's mom has the most piping hot Folgers moment I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The the s- steam is coming up so hot, like I was worried she was going to burn her face off. There could just be a camera thing. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think she would do that, or maybe she's doing a treatment. We don't know. But I don't it think you could- do a treatment on camera. <laughs> That's my B-roll, is I'm going to have... Dateline, watch me brush my teeth, do my face mask, put dandruff treatment on my scalp, do the whole nine yards. Yeah. So so the lawyer Schwartz is walking down the street chewing gum a lot in his suit. I don't know why I wrote that down. And then I liked when Keith visited the town and was walking on Pam Street. Yeah. It just felt very like good and evil. Our Mm -hmm. favorite man walking on Pam's evil house which her house now has a painted mailbox that was i think a watermelon no i is it i have a time code so if you guys want to check it out 5735 is a good shot of the mailbox so someone said on twitter like of course she has a painted mailbox that's what i said i figured she's she's in prison now her husband has moved out of that house and the only way the new owners can get rid of the pam stink of Evil is to paint the mailbox cheery. Okay, I I have to find out if she's married. Enough of this. We have to know. We have to know. I don't need to know, but just Google her and then it'll be in her Wikipedia. Will it? Yes, they have personal information. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Spouse, Mark Hupp. Children, too. See? Mark. Yep, there we go. His name is Mark. She was an administrator for State Farm. Like a good neighbor. Oh, boy. No, ma'am. 
Not a good neighbor. Oh, I did want to... Can I say one more thing? It's not B-roll, but I got it from the Wikipedia page. What? Pam, on two occasions, was fired for forging signatures of in her job was. at insurance companies. Of but course this she was. is interesting, but it also gave me a new theory. Because remember how I said it didn't seem right that Betsy would go and change the life insurance at the library and it felt more like Pam would have forged it? Do you <gasps> think it's possible that she forged it and then had another friend go with her? To pretend to be Betsy? Because there was another woman there with her, but the woman didn't say anything. No, because then the friend... No, because the friend said that she was had to go meet Pam, and she wasn't looking forward to it. But she didn't say why she was meeting Pam. Right, it could have been a different meeting. Oh my gosh. Do you think that's at all possible? Yes. Because this woman at the library was not a notary. She was not going to ask to see anyone's driver's license or two forms of ID. She was just a witness to so sign how a did piece this, of paper. So how did this work if nobody saw licenses and stuff? It seems like a lot to change a full a life, life insurance, insurance policy yeah, without, to a totally different person. Without a real check from right. the insurance company. And wouldn't usually the insurance company flag something like that and go, this is strange. But Pam worked for them, so maybe she knew a way to get around it or to have it sent to the laziest person at their insurance office. Like the guy who just agrees with everything, just approves, 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 yeah. and doesn't read it. Yeah. So she puts it through to him. Yeah, she sent it to Eric. Uh, Eric is lazy. He, he wants check. to go home. He has a baby at home. He yep. just like is tired. No, he's a new dad. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have time. So he just approves. Approve. I don't have time for this. I'm sure no one's scamming me. It's fine. Approve. Could I that think, be possible? I think you did a very good job. I'm really proud of myself. You should I'm be because so that was that was very good. I think you might be right. But we don't know who this other friend would be. Or she picked up another person in trailer that's park exactly, that's and said, what I was all thinking. I need you to yep. do yep. is come with me to the library and stand there. Yeah. And I you... will give you $200. You just need to stand there. $200. You have brown hair. That's all I need. I think you might be right. Because the cops never went to the librarian and said, was this the woman that no. was with her? No, they, they weren't checking. And they showed a picture of Betsy. They weren't checking. Did Joel do that? It was Schwartz that? who said, "Yeah, I don't know. Schwartz, would, that's a great question. We would know right away if Schwartz had showed a picture of the woman. But it's probably been some time by now. And she might not remember what the woman looked like. Oh, my gosh. If she picked do we a have woman no video of in Betsy's the stature... Yeah. Probably not inside. I don't know. Not from that long ago. It's okay. already because I think that Schwartz did this for like the second trial, maybe. Right, right, right. I don't even know if he did it for the first trial. Hmm. So I don't know if they would still have it. It's if a she really good someone theory. Of Betsy's stature and color. Yes, exactly. Of herring, like, then she might pass. It is a very good theory. You, Thank you. You did very, very Thank good. Thank you. Um, in the You're my MVP of this episode. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. I'd I like for to last thank... time because of um, what's up with Pam, but you're it for I'd this time because of your theory, which is much more impressive than my silly pun. So there's a B-roll of Pam's bedroom with a mattress with no cover on it, like a bare mattress mm -hmm. with stacks of bills, stacks of like twenties. And I just didn't know, did the police do that when they were going through her purse? Or is Pam like a drug dealer? She stacks her cash like she's Snoop Dogg? I don't know what's happening. It's really weird. So. Or did the cops do that? 
the cops must have done that. So maybe they took the sheets and the mattress pad because they're looking for evidence and then left the mattress and then found stacks of cash. Or is it because it's around the time when they're talking about the $100 bill that matches consecutively. And then there's a bunch of stacks of 20s. Okay, so the cops did that. On a bare mattress. It's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little off. Yeah. That that makes me feel weird. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I know. I don't know why that's that. Like that. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) So anything else from B-roll? No. Um, Quotes. I did have um, some rage or a good facsimile. Oh, yeah, that was good. I like when he uses words like that. Yeah, facsimile is really good. Yeah, I like that. Um, Fashion police. So I did like Russ's clothes sometimes. Because he's he's dapper? I liked when he was dapper, like he was going to jazz club. I didn't love the tie-dye that much. Um, We got to put tie-dye on the car. I didn't like his outfits when he was like motorcycle riding. That's not really my style. Yeah. Um, Pam, I just was in her Kohl's cash outfits all the time. So Pam wears solid color shirts, not many prints unless it's probably like a horizontal stripe. Yeah. And then definitely some sort of longer short knee length shorts. Yeah. Or khakis. Yeah. Or she might have palazzo pants. She might have one pair of palazzo pants that she wears to like a nice dinner. Right. And then she wears like probably Crocs. I would she guess. wore flip-flops in one of the th- interviews when she's in the interrogation. So are Crocs her shoes when she needs clothes toed? Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> she likes her feet to breathe? Yeah, well, I do too, so I don't blame her. I'm always in flip-flops. I'm trying to picture her in a closed-toed shoe, and I can't. I can't picture her in heels. She's definitely the person that's like in the police interview with the leg going, like bouncing yes. the leg yeah, with the flip uh-huh. flop that's also yes. flopping that makes yes. me like kind of want to like yes. reach through the screen. That's who. Yes. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Yes. She's bopping her. She's bopping her leg. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. So also Keith was wearing all blue, like a yeah. lean blueberry. Yeah. He was wearing the blue Converse, the mm-hmm. blue jeans, mm-hmm. the blue shirt. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful. Dark so blue. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nice. Um. No, there. Were, I was going to say, I think that Russ Faria, though, I think definitely he does Dapper Days at Disney. Yeah. I bet you that that's one of the places that him and Betsy went. I feel sad for him that he lost his wife. I really I do, actually. I mean, This she, is a terrible thing that has happened to him in his life. He lost his well, wife and- She's got cancer twice. Right. And instead of passing away of cancer, which would have been horrific anyways- It would have been. She was murdered, and then- he got put in jail for put three years. Put in jail for it. Like, and n- her mom still doesn't believe he didn't do it. Oh, my God. And he's lost connection with the stepdaughters. It's just... That's really unfortunate. No. To be put in jail for killing the person you loved more than anything and you didn't do it? Oh, I can't. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's not good. Titles. Well, can I do brands on Happy Being on Dateline? Oh, yeah. Before titles. Um, big pens. <laughs> For sure, not right? good for killing yourself. No, that's our motto. At libraries, Bic. we know we we love libraries. I love a good librarian, and I love but libraries. But this librarian was not library so. as a notary. Yeah, not good. Okay, not good. State Farm. <laughs> I didn't know that she worked there, but yes, well, we just found out. So I feel like yeah, now I just let everyone know. But that could have been one of the places she was fired for for forgery. 
they yeah. might have gotten cut out that cancerous toe. What did you say? Cut out the poison. What do you cut what out? What are you doing? That bad part of the cut out. Cut that, out the rot. Yeah, something like that is what I'm trying to say. Cut out the ingrown toenail. No, like on a piece of cheese, they cut out the the mold. The mold, and then like kept going with the good part. I don't yeah, know. Okay, that, there you go. So maybe they did their due diligence. Is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. You know. Um, and then I have to be impartial, and we have to say Dateline. She used with, Dateline as yeah, her. Yeah, she did. But I think in overall, they might have been briefly unhappy. And Kathy Singer, poor Kathy Singer, for sure she's unhappy. But it did give them a great story. So It did. And you know what? They came out looking like a rose. Smelling absolutely. like a rose. Yeah. Yes, 100%. They got a great podcast out of it. Mm-hmm. Great show. Yeah. And and her interpretation of a Dateline line producer was so bad that, okay. Like, yeah. it's $1,000 cash. Do you okay. babysit? Huh? Do you babysit? How about you want $1,000 with that weird smile? No, terrible. I'm from Chicago. Does that look like Do it? you know what a soundbite is? Yeah, that is, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's weird. It makes okay, sense. sorry, I can't do it. My mouth isn't yeah. big enough. She has a really it's wide mouth and a big jaw. Okay, yeah, which is does. why going into titles, my first title is Jaws of Death instead <laughs> oh of the God. Jaws of Life. Okay, yeah, that's good. She's jawy. Um, yeah. How to Kill Like a Fifth Grader. <laughs> Did you have any titles? Than a fifth grader. Yeah. Did you have any? Because I, like I just launched into mine. Not really. Sure, Pam. Oh, sure, Pam's good. It doesn't taste right. That's good. Um, a tale of two butt chins. Oh, okay. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. The thing about Pam is she sucks. That's all. She's the, she's vile. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what about Wham Pam? No, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what about a? I don't know why I wrote this, but it kept going through my head. Pamela, a death penalty. That's. What I <laughs> 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 it did. It kept going through my head. I was like, I'll just write it down. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And then we have, um, of course, the classics, which is going to be Hup to No Good. Right. What's Hup must come down. Mm. And Hup in arms. <laughs> or Hup with arms. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Those are excellent. Truly excellent. I love it. I almost texted you and was like, you know, it's anything that rhymes with up, right? Right, but I wouldn't. No, I didn't want to copy your thing. You've already called it. What's up with Pam? Oh, I didn't okay. want to copy you. That would That's feel right. weak, weak sauce if I were to use bounce off your idea. No. Okay. Um, should we go to Twitter? I like Twitter a lot. I'm ready for Twitter, and I'm sure people had things to say. I know people had things to say. Yes. So J Marsh four zero three seven. I can see why Pam wanted to kill her mom. I'd be angry too if my mom had given me that nose. <gasps> oh, and people you said went for it. The, you said it first, so Twitter can say it. People went for the jugular. No, I said yeah. she had big facial features. And that you is... said nose. You listed she, the she nose. She did, but she, it's okay. <laughs> prominent. I don't even think I said big. I think I said prominent. I'm pretty prominent. careful. All right, sure. Because I know you're going to take it and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anak Soon Amun said, I wonder if the locals say, I'm going to Pam you to people they're pissed at. Like, instead of I'm going to kill you. I bet they do. I'm going to Pam you. I'm going to go Pam uh, on you. Yeah. Instead of going ham. Okay, sorry. 
Jmall1028. I don't believe Pam woke up and started killing with Betsy. They need to check all the way back. Ex-boyfriends, neighbors, co-workers, Biggie, Tupac. <laughs> Nicole uh, Simpson? Yeah. Dereal <laughs> Clark 30. So Pam is the new Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, Ali Leprod says, well, Pam Hupp will be officially replacing Pennywise as leading role in my nightmares for a while. Wow. Tara E.B.K. So Pam managed to kill two people, but not herself. Hmm. That's not fair. You know, what? the one thing we didn't talk about was how she was trying to kill herself. Should we let people listen to the podcast for that? Because that was the other bit of information that yes. was pretty startling. All right. Yeah. Listen to the podcast and especially the Pam attempted suicide part because there's a couple of pieces of information that are really shocked me. So Yes. Okay. Uh, Cy RN said, so Pam actually had blood in her veins. Thought we'd see ice water on that bathroom floor. Wow. Uh, Haley Deanna said, I need Martha Plimpton to pay, play Pam in the Lifetime movie. It's I actually- I see, because of the jaw. I can, I can see it, and the blonde kind of hair. I do too, yeah. I totally can see it. Except she's gotta be, Pam's like, built like a, like a, like a softball player. She, she is. She needs like, yeah. I, I would not be Martha surprised need if she- to yeah. Put on some weight for that. Would not be surprised if she played intramural sports. <laughs> was she sporty? I don't know. Mm. Uh, you just think because she's bigger. She's built more like me. No, We're she's, actually built very similar. No, she's built like an athlete. She's built, she's broad. She is broad. I have broad shoulders too. I'm not an athlete. You don't seem broad shouldered to me. She seems very like a square broad person that would have like really good at sports like good Mm. at softball good at volleyball but she's not a team player no she's not she'd Mm -hmm. have to play tennis she'd have to play play tennis tennis. or like shot put something where you javelin where you you throw it's just you against against (laughs) tetherballs with someone else have they not had tetherball movie yet they need to come out with tether. I feel like they've had a lot of odd sports movies yeah. and no tetherball yet. I'd like to see that. And I'd like it to be called Untethered. Yeah. Trademark date with Dateline. Do not, do not come for me on this. It's my uh, idea. And untethered. if it comes out and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is in it. Yeah. 100%. If he's in it. Yeah. Or if that guy from Napoleon Dynamite is in it. I'm not yeah, blanking Or John C. Riley. Or John C. Riley. Yeah. Or Mark Wahlberg. If any well, of them of, are one in of it. the Wilson brothers, any of the Wilsons, yeah, Jason yeah. Schwartzman, none of them, yeah, no. okay, sorry, I'm just listing people. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt, Jack Shepard, that one guy from Modern Family that I forgot his name. This guy that's my neighbor, and he said he wants to be an actor, but I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> that guy, my nephew, who my mom says really wants to talk to me because he's decided to come to LA to act. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't talk no, to me. God. Um, AARXN82911, what's your emergency? Pam. Hey, how are you? So, um, <laughs> listen, someone's breaking into my house. Help, help. Hi, is this Cole's customer service? Wait, hold on. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, wrong number. Wrong, no- wrong number. Um, the Brad Milner, Russ has, dre- <laughs> Russ has dressed like three different decades in a little more than an hour. Brad, he's on it. That's exactly right. 
the the tie dye, the nineteen twenties dapper with the fedora and the the silk like vest thing. But I like it like, that he's or trying. The 40s. I like it that I, he's, he's just really trying. going. He's like, no, yeah. I'm gonna dress because yeah. I I like it, and this, yeah. my life is short. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, Brad says, if that bathtub is clean, then I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want that cop to see my house. Oh, that bathtub uh, again. Yeah. I'll show it to you. I might post it. I don't want to post it because I don't, don't want to, like, because of Betsy. shaming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not great. Um, so Dana San 88 said, 25 stab wounds and they're still counting, which is how they tell Russ that his wife was stabbed to death. And she said, I hope they don't send this guy out on next of kin notifications. Wow. And then Brad Milner said, we think her blood is still draining. But anyways, are you okay? Well, they really thought that he did it. They thought he did it. But really, they did know, like, your wife has passed away. They were right away, like, 25 stab wounds, still counting. And you did each and every one of them. Um, Man. Yeah. Cindy Tandy says Russ has a lawsuit versus the first round cops and prosecutor in October. Hang on to your hats, her fedoras, I guess. It's not over yet. Oh, that's amazing. I think she says it's on October 26th. Okay. So it's very soon. That's exciting. Good for him. Yeah. Brett underscore Millum. Pam, I'm going to come up with this elaborate, twisted plot to frame Russ for yet another murder. Also, Pam, but my carpets. <laughs> uh, summer of Soaps. Wow. Hour two, new content. Here we go. And Russ's hat is dope, but that might be the cough syrup talking. <laughs> no, I thought that was cute. I love when people tweet about Dateline and are on cough medicine or, or a on, little tipsy. Or, or drinking. Yeah, yeah it's drinking really wine. good. It's really yeah. good. Okay, our dear, dear listener, our Twitter friend, Pam C., who's oh. Pam HC1960, I can't tell you how weird it feels to hear the date dateline gals mockingly say my name over and over again. Hashtag the thing about Pam. Hashtag not actually me. Hashtag a different Pam. She is the good Pam, you guys. She's one of the good ones. We yeah. love you, Pam. There are um, good Pams. Yes. So, interestingly, Mike... Michael Wood, Mike Wood, the new prosecutor, he has requested that they look into the case of Betsy Faria. He called the major case squad of the greater St. Louis area to look into this case. And in doing so, St. Charles Police Department also agreed to house all physical evidence relating to this new investigation. This is being done for ease of access and to preserve investigate integrity. Earlier this week, it was revealed that every piece of evidence collected by Lincoln County that led to a wrongful arrest is missing. All of the follow-up Pam Hupp interviews in which she changed her story were also missing. No. Yeah. So I don't know how truthful this is. It's an article, and it's the only one that seems to be out there saying this. And someone said, well, they didn't really say it's missing. It's just like they misplaced or it's there they are finding it or something but when i like when i clicked on it it says it's missing like they said it's missing so i I know so michael wood has his work cut out for him god bless him wow 
Yeah. Shady. Isn't that crazy? Shady, yeah. shady. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, non underscore plus D. Ladies, this is to us. Ladies, I don't know where to put this. I just need to get this off my chest. The hot librarian hookup app would have to be called Stacked. It's good, right? Yeah, I'm angry. It's uh-huh. good. I yeah. didn't think of it. It's very, very well done. Yeah. A plus. Now, our listener, Veronica, who's red V00007, said, Katie, what on earth? Have you learned nothing from Dateline? Rule number one in Dateline Club, never tell another person that you are the beneficiary of your will. Kimberly is now busy plotting your demise while getting lots and lots of life insurance on you. Ensure your photos are flattering. And yeah. Mike V sent the gif that is... Um, Says me to Katie now that Kimberly knows she is in the will, and it's you in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> also, now and, that we all know that there is no actual written will, that it's me telling Oliver. Right? Does that mean Oliver's in danger too? Yes. And yes. now also it's out there in real form. Yeah. Are they all in danger? I don't know. I'm still. I'm in From more me? danger. Am I'm I in still more gonna... danger? Yeah. I told both of them. I said the joke's on you guys because we are poor and have nothing of value. No. So that's why I have she's saying I can do the life insurance. You don't want. Yeah, I don't I want. Cats. You want me to have them. I have makeup. Yeah. Your will, it would be more like you trying to f- foist, yes. ho- foist things upon me that I do not want. Yeah. And then but feel guilt guilty you into keeping them to, because yes. I passed. Yes. yes no, 100%. that is going to be, I am keeping a special box of junk for yes. that. And it also, don't you have to pay a lot in life insurance to get life insurance? Like, you have, so. you have to pay monthly. You have to pay into it. I think you have so, to work for a company that has it. Like That's the easy way to do it. But normally, the- you just have to put you have to put in money for a few months. Yeah. I don't even have the seed money to get no. a policy going. No. So, it's not going to happen. Well, maybe. No. I don't know. Maybe I'm tricking all of you and I have lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my favorite one that I'm ending with. Uh, I said that you came up with what's up with pam and that shall be the official title i said dateline i know you've already spent a lot in marketing on this new podcast but feel for i know you've spent your seed money you've spent your marketing budget it's your done. marketing budget yeah. is gone, gone on the thing with pam you can't probably change it now i said but feel free to use it if you want and dateline responded every time there's something new in the case we call it a hup date so katie's oh. on to something are you so proud? I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel very, um, my heart seen? is smiling. Seen? Vindicated? Yeah. I feel, I feel seen, yeah. Yeah. What's that yeah. show, This Is Us? Uh-huh. Do they say things like that in that show? I feel yeah, seen they do. by him yeah. or yeah, her. Yeah, they do. I mean, okay. I've only seen the first episode and it's all just of a, the commercials. It's about relationships, right? Yeah. I feel like this is my This Is Us moment with the Dateline. Yeah. <laughs> They see you. That's You're an NBC onto something. Show, right? They're encouraging you. Yes. There's going to be a commercial for you and Dateline, and it's going to be very, like, kind of fuzzy, like Liz Taylor. Oh, good. You know, and it's going to be smiling and shots of hands coming across and grasping each other or, like, pats on backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I'd be good with that. And the music's really happy, and the narrator's like, next week on This Is Us, another story and that will bring a- you to tears but also warm your heart. And then there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, and then someone dies. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a fire on This Is Us, right? I there is a fire on This yeah. yeah, and yeah. also it's Dateline, too, so it's just all coming together. Oh, boy. Just, okay, we did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 
thank you, everyone. Everyone follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like, for big announcements on and on Facebook, we have uh, – I announce all the stuff, like our contests, our new podcasts, our – we're going to New York, all this stuff. You're only going to find out about it if you're following us on Inst- on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also, subscribe and leave us a review for both podcasts, please. Thank a Date you. with Dateline and A Day with the Bake. It would be amazing if you just go on really fast – Click however many stars you think we deserve and write a little something because it doesn't count as much if it if there's no like actual writing for some really? reason. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's like YouTube where it's either if it's good or bad. It's engagement. It's engagement. No, although it, I you think have in this case something. it needs to be good. So please, please don't. If you hate us, don't don't rate us one star. No. Why have you been listening this whole time? Don't what know. are you doing? Yeah. Hate hate listening. So people hate listening to us. <laughs> um, and consider becoming part of our Patreon community. Any level of support helps us put out these episodes every week, starting at two dollars a month, which is like fifty cents an episode. Mm-hmm. It really, really supports us and helps us tremendously. Oh, for Halloween, we're releasing. Um, the spooky the spooky bits which i've oh, been yes. collecting over the last couple months of like sounds or something that we're hearing um i gotta try to find where i feel like satan came in at the end i told you it was goes oh yeah i gotta find that i don't remember what oh i think i saved it i think i did save that for halloween oh <gasps> okay great we've okay, got that'll be, be good so uh everyone don't watch alone watch with carol in her trailer park because she's not an idiot that's perfect Thank you. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. So cringe. Oi, so cringe. So cringe. Oi, so cringe. <laughs>